long didn't listen, fatigue, lethargy, drowsy, all words that mean that you aren't feeling 100% awake. Many people with bipolar disorder report this symptom, but is bipolar disorder the cause or is it a medication side effect, a lifestyle choice, or simply not getting enough sleep? Keep listening as we discuss feeling tired with bipolar disorder. You're listening to Inside Bipolar, a Healthline Media podcast, where we tackle bipolar disorder using real-world examples and the latest research. Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Howard, and I live with bipolar disorder. And I'm Dr. Nicole Washington, a board-certified psychiatrist. Dr. Nicole, I'm I'm tired. Join join the club. Join. Why join are you that. tired? Why are you tired? <laughs> we're we're all tired. Well, of course, I, I I feel like I'm tired because I have bipolar disorder. That that's got to be what it is. Do you have people who come to your office, sit down, look at you, and you're like, "What are your symptoms?" And your symptoms are, "I'm tired." Yeah, yeah, and a little piece of me kind of shrivels up on the inside and dies um, because fatigue is such a hard thing to tease out. I know that I'm in for quite a challenge. Now, why is it? I I feel like I'm tired is complete, right? I, and I'm I'm not. <laughs> I mean, if I walked into you and I said I'm suicidal, right? You would be like, okay, that that's complete, right? You you'd know what to do. You'd have a checklist. You'd start asking me questions. You you'd have ideas of how to help me in your brain. But when I come and say I'm tired, you're like, ah, you're missing a whole bunch of information. It's not all there. Uh, apparently, a little piece of you dies. <laughs> Did you know that that little pieces of our psychiatrist could die? Like, I feel terrible. I mean, not terrible enough to stop the behavior, but, but, but terrible nonetheless. But, but sincerely, why is that not complete in all seriousness? Why, why, why does a little piece of you, why is that frustrating? Why is that hard? Why is that difficult? I'm going to save you from yourself. You don't don't need to save me. You're welcome. You don't. It's hard. I mean, fatigue is one of those things. There's 50,000 things that could cause a person to feel fatigue. And it's so subjective. So it's hard for me to measure. It's hard for me to know specifically what it means. So I have to get into like, what do you mean you're fatigued? What can you not do now that you could do before? What do you notice now that you didn't notice before? What is the problem? I mean, we still have the checklist and we still have the things to go by. But fatigue is so vague and means something so different to so many people. It's just hard to pin down. I feel like you're saying that living with bipolar disorder and getting treatment for symptoms of bipolar disorder is difficult. Is that the takeaway? It, it, it's hard to have bipolar? Because I, I don't think that's a hot take, Dr. Nicole. I don't think anybody listening is like, that's amazing. I never thought that having it, bipolar disorder was a pain in the ass before. Ah, oh, this listen. podcast has enlightened me. People are going to write letters. They're going to be like, dear Healthline Media, I did not know that listen. being bipolar was shitty before. Gabe and Dr. Nicole Gabe. are true gems in the space. Gabe, now I'm tired. Now, <laughs> now I'm tired. <laughs> Dr. Nicole, you could be tired for many reasons. It could be sleep apnea. It could be anemia. It could be your co-host, Gabe. I understand what you're saying, though, right? People with bipolar disorder were fully formed people, Yes. right? It could be because of bipolar disorder. It could be because we don't get enough sleep. It could be because we're 50 now. So feeling tired is very vague. We get it. But it is a real symptom. I mean, feeling tired is a problem. Nobody wants to feel tired throughout their day. And if they're bringing it to their doctor, it's obviously bothering them. It's causing them some sort of disruption. So it's very worthy of looking into. And there's just all kinds of things that people do in bed that are not conducive to sleep. Your bed is for two things, sleep and sex. Sleep and sex. That's it. That's it. 
You should not be eating, reading, snacking. Um, you should not be doing any of those things. Now, for some people who live like in a studio, right? Like maybe they don't have anywhere else to sit. So their bed is kind of like sofa and bed. And and so I get for some people that can be difficult, but we got to find a way to get you out of the bed. Let's get a chair, a pretty inexpensive chair. Like let's find something um, that we can do to get you out of the bed. You just can't spend that much time in the bed. Sleep routines are very important for all Americans, but this is a bipolar podcast and we obviously want to tie it back to that. Routines in general are important to managing bipolar disorder and going to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time. It's really important for two reasons. One, it keeps your body on a rhythm and that's really valuable. But the second one is if you go to bed at the same time every day and it takes you a half an hour to fall asleep. So you go to bed at 10, you're asleep by 1030 and that goes on for months. And then one day you go to sleep at 10 and you don't fall asleep till 11. And then that goes on for a few nights. Now you've got what Dr. Nicole would refer to as data. I'm tired. And I think it's because it's taking me an hour to fall asleep, whereas it used to take me a half an hour. Right. Ah, now Dr. Nicole has some follow-up questions. When that data's all over the place, it's just, hey, it used to take me a half an hour to fall asleep, and now it takes an hour. What time do you go to bed? I don't know, sometime between eight and three. <laughs> I t- what can you do with that information? I think it's important to point this out because so often with bipolar disorder, we're like, well, it's a symptom of bipolar disorder and we have no control over it. I'm not saying that people with bipolar disorder have control over feeling tired, but you have more control than I, I think we often think. We we sort of feel like, oh, well, I have bipolar disorder. I must have to feel tired. Maybe but maybe not. And controlling your illness, controlling your symptoms and taking the reins as much as you can, I have always believed is extraordinarily empowering. And I know Dr. Nicole is going to make a funny face at me, but when Dr. Nicole asks follow-up questions and you can fire off follow-up answers, she's going to be able to take you a lot more seriously and get you to the promised land a lot faster than if you're just like, I'm tired, fix it. I take everybody seriously, Gabe, stop it. I take everybody seriously. You said you died on the inside. (laughs) I did not make that up. A little piece. Just a little piece. Oh, a little piece of you died. Just a tinch, as I would say. A little tinch piece. But you know another thing? Caffeine. Gotta bring it up. Caffeine. Are you are you hurting caffeine? Am I judging you? Do you feel attacked right now? I I do feel judged as somebody who drinks so much caffeine. Are you are you getting ready to take a drink right now? I have iced coffee right here. Does it have caffeine in it? It does. But you know what? It's morning. It's before noon. If you have a cup of coffee, if you have an iced coffee, if you like to have your morning Diet Coke uh, or whatever that drink is for you, Gabe, sipping on his Diet Coke. They need to be a sponsor. I don't (laughs) know why this hasn't happened yet. (laughs) Whatever that is for you. But eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night. You know, how much caffeine are you taking in in a day? Caffeine is a huge one because people are chugging back energy drinks and sodas and coffee and those things are going to going to hurt. And especially, you know, if you're tired and so you say, oh, my gosh, I'm tired. It's my bipolar disorder. I don't have anything I can do about it. I'm just going to chug caffeine, and try to keep myself awake your body's going to be hooked on it. And then part of your withdrawal is going to be, you're going to feel tired, even more tired than you did before you started pumping back energy drinks and and sodas. 
caffeine is everywhere in our society. I, I am surprised that in my lifetime, the number of things that used to not have caffeine that now does have caffeine. Root beer, for example. When I was a kid, root beer did not have caffeine. And then somebody came out with it. They called it root beer with a kick. And everybody was amazed. Energy drinks were not a thing in, in my formative years. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew was the scary yes. thing. It was the most we had. Yeah. And now Mountain Dew is like light. Like, oh, you only drink Mountain Dew? That's nothing. Because Red Bull and, and all of these energy drinks are just the just the thing. So I, I want to caution everybody that thinks that because they bought them at a gas station that they're not impacting you. Look, the gas station is just where you bought it. It is not proof of its safety. It's not proof that it's not hurting you. It's not proof that you can have it just because it's easy to find. And I think this is something where people with bipolar disorder, they want to be just like everybody else. That was my big thing, Dr. Nicole. All of my friends were doing it and they were having zero adverse effects. I'm like, well, all my friends do it. And I, I had many a therapist, many a peer supporter, many a support group member say, well, do they live with bipolar disorder? And I'm like, no. They're like, then then you, that's not a comparable. It, it's not. You, you can't compare your house to the exact same house in a completely different town or state. Everybody would be like, well, that's, that's dumb. Why are you doing that? You, you got to compare like things. And yet for some reason, when we live with bipolar disorder, all of our comparables are people who do not live with bipolar disorder. I, I understand it. I understand because because I want to belong, right? I don't, I don't want to feel different from my support group. I, I don't want to feel different from my friends and family, but I also don't want to feel tired. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the bottom line. If I want to feel the same as my friends and family, they don't feel tired. I mean, do you know that? I don't even know if you know that for sure. Right. Like, I don't know that people walk around when when you say, hey, how are you doing? Most people don't say, oh, I'm super tired. That, that's fair. Most people just say, oh, I'm okay. There are people who deal with fatigue and they just don't walk around with a name tag on that says, hi, I'm tired. Like they just don't do and that. And some people wear it with a badge of honor. Have you noticed that in society? Once again, removing ourselves from bipolar disorder. I'm shocked at the number of people who are so proud of the fact that they only get four hours of sleep a night. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you They something. call it hustling. Well, I was on call last night. I slept four hours last night. Zero out of 10 stars. Do not recommend. Get your sleep because <laughs> I am exhausted today. Do not recommend it. Do not. It's very fascinating to me. If you're a new parent, right, and you get no sleep, everybody's like, oh, my God, yeah, children keep you up, right? It, it's horrible. I, I, re I remember the first six months of my child's life, and you need more sleep than that. Yet if you remove the child and you say, I got a new job, and I'm working buku overtime, and I'm only getting four hours of sleep, people are like, yeah, yeah, you're awesome. Man, that, that's the kind of work ethic that we need in this country right now. It's the same lack of sleep, right? But for some reason, one is, man, you need more sleep. And the other one is, we are so proud of you. We need to get away from this, whether you have bipolar or not. Yeah. I don't mean to harp on this, Dr. Nicole, but I, I really think that many people living with bipolar disorder are having sleep issues, not because of the bipolar disorder, but because of poor sleep management. Sleep is very important for people with bipolar disorder. It's very important to pay attention to. Lack of sleep can drive you into a depression. It can drive you into a mania. It impacts you. We as humans need sleep. And if you're managing bipolar disorder, sleep is even more important than it is for people who aren't.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, my name is Rachel Star Withers and I live with schizophrenia. I'm also the host of Inside Schizophrenia, a podcast that dives deep into all things schizophrenia, featuring personal experiences and experts to help you better understand and navigate schizophrenia. Inside Schizophrenia is a Psych Central and Healthline Media podcast and we're available right now on your favorite podcast player. Check us out. Wake up. We're back talking about fatigue and bipolar disorder. I think we have convinced people that sleep is important. And if we haven't, we're probably not gonna. But there's a whole subcategory. And I don't even think subcategory is right. I'm just making up phrases and words again. <laughs> but there's a, there's a whole group of people who have fatigue, lethargy, tiredness, and it's not their fault at all. It's a side effect of the medication. It can be. What do you do for those people? Yeah, that's when we have to really, really start nitpicking your medication regimen. We have to look at side effect profiles. Are you taking something that's sedating? Can we move some stuff to bedtime from morning? Does that help? Um, It takes a lot of work and it can be frustrating because people start telling me things like, well, I don't want to be a guinea pig. You keep making all these changes and moving stuff around. Uh, It's like, I don't want you to be a guinea pig either. And I tell them that my magic wand and crystal ball are in the shop. So I have no way of knowing specifically, you know, what is going to happen to you specifically when we try. I know what happens to most people, but that is just a part of it. So if you're experiencing that, then you have to follow up closely and make sure you're paying attention to your body. Don't come back and not have any information. If I say, okay, we move this to bedtime. Have you noticed the difference? Oh, I don't really know. I can't really remember. Like I need you to be in it and telling me what's going on. I need your input and we need to be making those changes. For as frustrating as managing bipolar disorder is, Managing bipolar medications are even more frustrating. And let's face it, bipolar disorder medications, if you start going through side effect profiles, it does not sound sexy, right? And, and a lot of them come with fatigue or weight gain. Yeah, I mean, like weight gain. So, you know, is that your fatigue, right? Like, are you taking something and you've gained 20 pounds and now you feel tired because you're toting around 20 more pounds than you were? Th- those are all things that we have to try to look at and figure out. It's just a process. I love how you said that it's a process and in that process is to try to figure out how long it will last, right? Because I know me personally, I've been put on medications and I come back six weeks later and they're like, Gabe, how's that medication working out? And I'm like, I'm really tired, but I'm not feeling suicidal, depressed. The the mania is coming down, but I don't like how I'm tired. And my doctor will look at me and say, look, that it, it's a short time. 
right? Let, let, let's give it another six weeks. Let's give it the first 90 days and see if your body adjusts to it. And there's this part of me that's like, look, I don't want to be tired right now. Yeah. But then there's this other part of me that's like, okay, but if I only have to experience this symptom for six, 12, 18 weeks, and then suddenly I get perfection, right? My body adjusts to it. So these are difficult decisions to make, especially how long can you be tired for? I remember one time I was put on a medication and I said to my doctor, you know, I, after two weeks, I called on the phone. I said, look, I'm, I'm having trouble staying awake. I'm sleeping 12 hours a day and I can't stay awake. And my doctor said, listen, it's okay. It's usually subsides after four, six, eight weeks. And I said, okay, that's fine. And then a few days later, I fell asleep in a meeting with my boss's boss's boss and my boss's boss. And I hit my head on the table. It was almost like an eighties comedy, not quite but it was really embarrassing. Mm -hmm. It was really embarrassing to fall asleep in a meeting. Yeah. And I can see how this happened. The room was hot. We were all packed in there and it was boring. I mean, it was so boring. And I had this extra thing. I had this medication. There's a part of me that even to this day is like, wow, if I would have just stopped taking that medication immediately, I could have saved myself that embarrassment. Now, embarrassment you can get over, but let's say that I would have lost my job because of that. Or listen, I, I worked in corporate America. Falling asleep in a conference room, not a big deal. My father, semi-truck driver. Yes, big deal. Falling asleep while operating a 20-ton, 18-wheeler, huge problem. So the bar is a lot lower for some people than others. And I think we have to figure that out. So Dr. Nicole, I want to throw it back to you. For Gabe, you might say, look, let, let's try it 6, 8, 12 weeks. But what would you say to my dad? We'd have to find something different, probably, um, if he just couldn't tolerate it in the meantime. I mean, it's frustrating, right? That's when the guinea pig comes in. It's like, you keep changing stuff every time I come here. And I, I don't like to do that. So, you know, the first question I ask is, is it feasible for you to not work, right? For some people, it is. For some people, it's not. Some people are not financially able to do that. So then I have to try to come up with medications that don't typically cause fatigue and see if that's what's going on. Um, we'll look at your lifestyle. Like, are you active at all during the day? So we'll talk about, can we try adding a little exercise to your day? Can we get your heart pumping? Can we, you know, does that help? What's your diet like? Consuming tons of carbs? Like, what can we do there? So I try to figure out what we can do lifestyle-wise too, in addition to the medication. Now, the other thing that I'm going to say that may upset some people. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Um, I love it when you start <laughs> off like that. Like that, It may upset some people. That's my favorite part. But <laughs> it may upset some folks. But one of the things that I do see for my bipolar patients out there who are coming off of mania, everything feels like fatigue because you were just super high, then they're they're like, no, I'm tired. Like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. But I am sometimes convinced that for those folks, their definition of fatigue is being compared to their mania or hypomania, which is always going to feel. Being normal is going to feel like I don't have as much energy when you're comparing yourself to manic you. I completely understand why you think that that will bother people and offend them because you are probably right. There are people hearing this that will not like that comparison. Because I've said that to people and they've said some not so nice things back to me. I know that it upsets people, but I think for some people that is reality. I think there is truth in that. I know that when I was manic, everything moved at the speed of light. I had so much energy, but it wasn't productive energy. It wasn't, it wasn't energy that I could use. Mania is not your friend. 
Mania is not your friend. That is the reality. Mania is not your friend. Dr. Nicole is feeling tired, lethargic, fatigued. It's bad, right? Nobody wants to feel this way. It is a definite symptom, all joking aside, that you should absolutely unequivocally report to your psychiatrist. Absolutely. Because it could be nothing, right? Like we could go through a whole workup and find nothing, which is super frustrating. But just know that a lot of times we don't really find anything. It's tough, right? We can check all the vitamin levels and thyroid and blood counts and we can, you know, ask you about sleep apnea questions and see if we think that's what's going on. And all these things that we can do, we may not find anything. And when you say that you find nothing, the, the thing that you actually find is it it could be lifestyle choices. Maybe you gained weight. Maybe you're not as active. Uh, may, maybe you just got older, right? I, I know that I do not have as much energy at 45 as I did at 25. Luckily, I don't really expend a lot of energy because I'm pretty lazy. But if I were somebody that in, in my 20s played every sport imaginable and was averaging six hours of sleep because that's all my body needed in my 20s, I can see how hitting 45 and needing eight hours of sleep and having everything hurt after playing a round of golf could be a problem. It's it's practically a stereotype of the middle-aged man who refuses to acknowledge that they have physical limitations now. One of those physical limitations is how much energy you can exert before feeling tired. So it's certainly possible that some of your patients, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just 40 or 50 or 60. Well, I am definitely not going to tell somebody it's because you're old. I mean, you should probably word it better. It's because you're not 20 anymore. Okay, well, how should I word it? Give me advice on how I should tell someone you're tired because you're not a spring chicken anymore. I don't know. I mean, honesty is the best policy. You should be like, look, you're closer to death than you are to birth. No, I'm just kidding. Don't don't say that. But Dave, I would never say that to somebody. You would never say that, but you can't let somebody like me believe that I can still behave like I'm 25 because it's it's dangerous for all involved. It's not healthy for me. And you know that that's an interesting thing. We we've, we've talked about this and framed it in the terms of bipolar disorder, but one of the things that keeps coming up is sleep apnea. Sleep apnea is something that happens when you gain weight. It's something that can happen as you age. It's something that can just happen over bad luck. And it causes a lot of sleep problems. And it has nothing, nothing to do with bipolar disorder. Do you recommend for people when when you're like, look, it, it doesn't seem to be related to mental health. Go get a physical, right? Go get your physical health checked out. Uh, regardless, even if we're in the process of trying to make medication changes, I still have people go see their primary care doctor and get a workup because it doesn't mean it couldn't be more than one thing. You know, it doesn't mean that you won't go and your thyroid's out of whack or your vitamin D levels are off or you're, you know, a lady who's in her um, childbearing years and your menstrual cycles are heavy. Maybe you're anemic. You know, there's a lot of things that could happen. And so, you know, especially if we talked about weight gain, right? You gain weight, your neck gets a little thick, you start snoring at night, you're not sleeping as well, you can have sleep apnea and not realize it, right? Because, you know, that weight kind of creeps up on you and you don't really realize it. So I tell people if they sleep with someone, like, ask your partner, do you do you snore at night? Or you, are you doing the, you know, because you're having these moments of not breathing, um, like what's going on there? We just, you know, get the work up. It's important to remember that if you live with bipolar disorder, not everything that happens to you 
is related to bipolar disorder. Listen, as a podcaster, I'm like, man, this is this is such a sorry ending. So the ending of your bipolar and tiredness podcast is it might not be bipolar and you're human and Americans don't pay enough attention to sleep. Gabe, your takeaways don't have a lot to do with bipolar disorder. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Not every single thing that happens to somebody living with bipolar disorder is because of bipolar disorder. When I was 25, bipolar disorder was was really my biggest concern. In fact, as far as medical concerns were, it was really my only one. And I got really pigeonholed in this thinking, mental health, mental illness, bipolar disorder, mental health, mental illness, bipolar disorder, because that was all that was going on in my life. And that was beat into my brain for the better part of a decade and a half. And then one day I hit 40. And all of a sudden, they're they're starting to talk to me about procedures that I used to make fun of my dad for getting. And, and I'm like, what, what what do you mean? I gotta I gotta think about my first colonoscopy in ten years. What are you talking about? That's that's something that old people get. It it is a shock to the system. But many of us are diagnosed with bipolar disorder in our late teens, early twenties. And maybe when you're listening to this podcast, you're 35, you're 40, you're 45, and you're like, ah, I'm having all these symptoms from bipolar disorder that I never had before. And the reality is, is expand your thinking. You might be having all of these symptoms that you've never had before because I, I know it's not the word Dr. Nicole likes to use, but it's because you're getting old, right? I just, I, I can't help it. It's because you're getting, I had to go through it. I had to go through, I got so much plastic surgery. Stop it. I got a little bit of plastic Stop. surgery. <laughs> you don't know. I'm actually 70. Oh, well, there you go. I can barely smile now. <laughs> I have people behind me pulling on my skin. It, that's why we never did video before because I couldn't afford to have the people tugging on my skin behind me. Yeah, don't listen to But gate. as the show has gotten more and more popular. Don't listen to it. Don't do it. <laughs> Dr. Cole, thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners for hanging out with us. My name is Gabe Howard and I am the author of Mental Illness is an Asshole and Other Observations, which of course is available on Amazon because... Well, everything is. Or you can get a signed copy with free show swag by heading over to GabeHoward.com. And I'm Dr. Nicole Washington. You can follow me on all social media platforms at Dr. Nicole Psych to see what I have my hand in at any given moment. And can you do me a favor? Can you do us a favor? Can you share the show? Tell people about it. Word of mouth, social media, send a text message. Sharing the show is how we grow. And we will see everybody next Monday on Inside Bipolar. You've been listening to Inside Bipolar from Healthline Media and PsychCentral.com. Have feedback for the show? Email us at show at PsychCentral.com. Previous episodes can be found at PsychCentral.com slash IBP or on your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening. <laughs>